What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Yala. Your thrice weekly podcast where we talk about the hottest news with a touch of what, Terrence? Good old humor, man. Good old humor, man. Yeah. This is probably one of the most interesting weeks of 2023 for Singapore. Uh yeah, I mean, uh, I mean, take aside July lah. July was an anomaly. Oh, yeah, yeah, July was un unsuspect, <laughs> like unforeseen, interesting weeks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This uh. one we we knew this was gonna happen at some point. Um, but yeah, it's it's still more one of the more interesting weeks uh, for sure. Yeah, and we like, I'm sure people may not have assumed like uh, thought this week would actually be as interesting as it is now because mm. back in June. Uh, when Taman first came forward, yeah, the biggest question was: Will there actually be uh, an elected president? Uh, yeah, an election. Yeah. Then George Go came. Then Tan Kin Lian. Then uh, no, then Ng Kok Song. Yeah. Then Tan Kin Lian. Yeah. So yeah la, So it's a it's an interesting week la. But yeah. but well, interesting. Yeah, I mean, like, do you well, what is, what what state of emotional uh, emotions are you at right now? Uh, we're about halfway through hustings la, right? Uh-huh. Halfway through and week one, I guess week one of hustings. Already saw a lot of uh, controversy mm. and things, and uh, yeah, the I mean the the great things was that we got to talk to two of the presidential candidates, mm. uh, and but yeah I think there are things happening in the whole process that uh, are making people a bit nervous lah, right? Nervous mm. and uh, a lot of disquiet about everything. Mm. Uh, I mean myself included also. So yeah, that's how I'm feeling about it. Like, I, I, I'm I really not entirely sure what the next week will bring. Mm. Whether it's more controversy or more uh more things or just more of the same, right? Mm-hmm. But I mean, that's the thing. More of the same has meant more controversies and more strange things happening. So right? you're feeling uneasy, yeah? Yeah, feeling a bit uneasy. Yeah. Mm. And 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 um I, I've just been very blatantly going around asking people, hey, who are you voting for? Who are you voting mm. for? Mm. At social gatherings. And people uh-huh. give me a look. But the, the, I, at least I'm able to get a sense of what people what people are thinking. But generally, you have to break down how many people actually give you an answer or how many people kind of politely indicate for you to fuck off out of 10. Like, Everyone gives an answer. Everyone gives an Everyone answer. Everyone gives an answer. But you just need to coax it out of them a little bit. Oh, so no one, no one hid it from you. No one hid it from me. And I, and I also, I think it helps that I'm also honest about how I'm feeling about about it also lah. Uh, so you start first. You offer the uh, the info I, I first, offer first. Yeah, yeah. That's that means where right, you're yeah. at right now lah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where Who knows right what now. the next few days might might exactly. might might uh might uh turn into lah. Correct, correct, correct. Uh, I mean, it's kind yeah. of like before our podcast and after our podcast with Tang Kin Lian. Mm. I think our feelings about about uh, Tang Kin Lian and all that changed also mm, lah, right? Mm, mm, mm. For better or worse, you know, we yeah uh, we will decide later. Mm. But definitely changed, lah, and I think it also changed for a lot of people. Mm. Yeah. How about you? Like, where are you at? I mean, I wouldn't say I'm uneasy. It's mm. more like, um, regardless of what I'm thinking of voting for, yeah. I feel the result is going to be one way. La. Correct, correct, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I know some people, I don't know, your, your unease comes from like the uncertainty or just the state of things? The process. La. Oh, the process. The whole process. Ah, okay, yeah, okay, yeah, okay. Yeah. As in, um, yeah, I mean, I, I think... Like you, I also don't think there's a lot of surprises coming mm. in terms of the result. Mm. Uh, and, and I think the last time we talked about it, like, I'm more concerned about is anyone losing their election deposit? Mm. That's a bigger thing for me. Okay, yeah, okay, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. okay so, so I mean, we can unpack that the moment when we start talking about the first topic, which yes. has to do with the election. Yes. Uh, but before we get started, mm. what is the, the things we like to say, Terrence? Well, if uh, this podcast has been uh, interesting for you, and or if you're even new here, First time listening to this, uh, welcome. But um, you know, to to really keep the flame going and, and keep the fire going for Yala, but uh, it will really help if you follow, uh, like or subscribe to to us on all our social media channels mm. uh, on Spotify or wherever you get your podcast. Mm. Uh, that would really help us a lot and keep us uh, motivated to keep doing more of these. Uh. Yeah, yeah. And if you're listening on Spotify now and you haven't given us a rating, just just open the app, just click on whatever rating you think we deserve. Uh, mm-hmm. That also helps. Um, and if you want to work with us in whatever way, shape or form, you can reach out to us via social media or just email us at contact at ministryoffunny.com. Mm. All right, sweet. Okay, so let us dive into it, into mm. PE 2023. Yes. Uh, I mean, the one thing that, like, like that one news title or newsworthy thing that we wanted to focus the discussions on was the the recent announcement that uh, as of August 27th, which was this past Sunday, mm. that Tan Ching Bok has come out to endorse Tan Kin Lian 
uh, alongside another Tan, Tan Ji Se. Yeah. yeah. And three, like these three were fighting against each other back in 2011. Yeah. And they lost out to another Tan. La. Yeah, Tony Tan. Tony Tan, yeah. So, <laughs> so, so as I saw, people uh, appropriately coined these three as the Triton. The Triton. Yeah, oh, like Triton, Titan, yeah. <laughs> the, the Triton candidate. Okay. okay. Uh, so, so, I mean, yeah, basically, they came out very publicly. They were both seated at some um, a doorstop interview. Uh, and they were asked questions also, which like, like Tan Chimbok, I think one of the questions he asked was, does he think that this would affect his his candidacy in the next GE. Mm. And right. PSP, uh, his, his party, Progress Singapore Party's results are right. The yeah, yeah. Next general election. Yeah. yeah, correct. And off the back of that, Ng Kok Song has kind of come out saying that, you know, if other candidates are endorsing, um, gang up to endorse Tan Kin Lian, it's worrying. Mm, mm, mm. Um, so, so with all that floating around, like when you first saw this, like, were you surprised that the, the three Tans have come together? Um, I mean, we already knew Tan Ji Se was already doing it because Tan Ji Se was, I think, the seconder, mm. one of the seconders for Tan Kin Lian. So mm. we knew that he already had got together uh, Tan Kin Lian, right? Mm. Uh, but it was a bit of a surprise because I think Tan Cheng Bok had, had been teasing something for a while. He was teasing, uh, he posted something on Instagram saying, there is still a, one chance for change, mm. dot, dot, dot. Mm. And it was just a photo of him uh, I think watching like elections on the on the TV and then with some books in the background and stuff like that lah. Mm. So a lot of people are speculating. Okay, he's he's using George Go's uh, campaign slogan "One Chance for Change." So does that mean he's getting George Go? Oh, people are like is he getting George Go to join PSP to run in the general election 2020, mm. 2020, whatever lah, right? Um. So yeah, now we have our answer. No, he's not. <laughs> He has come out and he's supporting Tan Kin Lian and endorsing Tan Kin Lian in his personal capacity mm. this election. So yeah, a bit of a curveball he threw there. Mm. Got everyone excited that that is it's not GG for George Go mm. in politics lah. Mm. But uh, it's now yeah now we know that the, the three Tans have come together. Lah. Yeah, yeah. And I mean like so why I found this interesting. I wouldn't say worrying because as these 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 hustings play out right, like mm. they are very different. Like, there's Taman and Ng Kok Song yeah. who are going down like a similar path-ish. Maybe mm. some differences, but Tan Gilead is just going opposite in every way. Like. Yeah. Uh, I know Ng Kok Song said he doesn't want to do posters and all because he feels it's not, it doesn't sit well with our goal of being a sustainable uh, society. Mm. Uh, but for Tan Gilead, first of all, like, um, to do this, uh, yeah. and now the his team is pushing the, the message, what? You, one vote, three presidents. <laughs> one vote, three presidents. <laughs> Oh, wow, eh. I mean, like um, it, it it it's it's almost ridiculous that statement, but it is a very powerful statement, lah. Yeah, it's a very yeah. powerful, especially if your starting point is like like you have issues with the incumbent, mm. or you want that to stop being this concentration of power, or you're just annoyed, lah, annoyed mm-hmm. with the process, right? Yeah. And then also there was that AMA that Straits Times had. Mm. I think yeah. you know to ask the presidential presidential candidates anything. Un Kok Song and Taman were there. But Tangilian declined. Yeah, he declined in fact. He just declined. Yeah. Uh, which which is again like very left field. Uh. And I think since the last time we recorded also, Tan Kinlin has come out and said that he he believes the Singaporean voter would prefer a president and a first lady who are both Singaporean born. Mm, mm. Which is like a direct shot at both Ngok Song and Taman's wives. Uh. Yeah. Or wives and fi- fiance and wife. Yeah. So yeah, so it feels like wow, this is this is becoming like less of a three horse race and more like a one plus one versus another one. Now it's like, uh, yeah, like there's three people sitting on one of the horses. Yeah. Like. That's <laughs> 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 so what. Like, come, hey, Tan. Then they're just fucking holding like some acrobatic pose or something. <laughs> the Tan's are fanning out like in a circus like that. Like, they're fanning out the horse. Then their posse is like around them just, okay, okay, don't fall. Don't fall, don't fall. Yeah. Then Ng song very like, um, you know, like the, the whole like a righteous kind of horse. Yeah. Taman is a horse supported by like, like a bunch of minions. Yeah, yeah, correct, correct. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, uh, I think it's, it's something out of left field. Like. People were not expecting, firstly, not expecting all his uh, opponents from 2011 to, you know, uh, rise from, rise from the grave and then come and support him. Mm. Like, right. Mm. Um, but secondly, the idea of the president supposed to be above politics. You're supposed to be, you know, beyond uh, partisan politics, right? The mm. idea that these opposition political figures, literally one of the founders of the, uh, the, one, the founder of PSP, right? Mm. Founder of one of the opposition parties is endorsing him. Uh, 
um, yeah, I mean, it kind of runs counter to what a lot of people think the presidential election is about. Mm. Um, how do you feel when you first when you first heard about this three-headed three-headed horse that's um, been It feels a little unsettling only because this is clearly not about less and less about the president and his ideals and all that. It's more about everything that comes with that individual. Mm, mm. And I do agree to a certain extent that oh, this is becoming like a case of politi- political parties against each other. Yeah. yeah. Uh, which is a pity because if George Goh was in, mm. it felt like uh, it'd be at least uh, more refreshing. Now it feels like as much as Tan Kin Lian says he's not affiliated to any party, mm. in some way he's shaping out to kind of be Mm. Or like parties. Yeah. Then it becomes like, oh, this is like a mini GE to a certain extent. Yeah. But I mean, it, it, since you mentioned George Go, didn't the, all the fuzzy math start there? The whole mm. five times 100 million is equal to a $500 million company. Mm. Which, um, that, that was, to me, was when the fuzzy math in this whole election started already, right? Like mm. um, George Go trying to justify his candidacy or his eligibility by like oh you know I run five times hundred million dollar companies so it's equivalent or even more complex than a five hundred million dollar company I think your analogy was like you run ten four point two kilometer runs is you run a marathon is yeah, it yeah, yeah. <laughs> or you're running ten two point four does not equal a army half marathon yeah, or correct, what right? correct yeah uh, but yeah so um, in some ways you know isn't don't you think that uh, what Tan Kilian is doing is I mean, you think about it, these are people he fought with in the last election, but now he's managed to talk to them and get them over on his side. Mm. Isn't he doing what, you know, a president is about, you know, unifying people who maybe disagree with you or have competed with you even in the past and putting them under a common umbrella for a a larger cause? Isn't that like what a president is supposed to be doing? Uh, But that's almost like uniting people who already have a common enemy. Mm. As opposed to really bringing your enemy, and I say enemy in air quotes, mm. under under that same umbrella. Yeah. So I, I yeah I don't I don't think it's very presidential of him to unite the tans mm. and be like, wow, this is this shows my power of bringing people together. Mm. But so if he got someone, let's say he got someone from PAP or the establishment to also endorse. Then him, yeah, then, then I'll be like, hey, like, hey, this guy okay got something. La, okay, yeah, I got something. <laughs> I got something. So it's just a matter of who it, it is la, Specifically, Tan yeah. Chibok. What, what do you think? It, it showcases his his ability to be the the glue. Uh, I mean, in some ways, when I first saw the picture of the three of them together, there's this there's a thumbnail for the YouTube video of CNN reporting it where they're crossing their arms mm. and holding each other's hands and shaking like that. The first thought that came to my mind was that that that. Uh, the title of that uh, very good movie from years ago, Three Idiots. Uh, you know, mm. <laughs> basically, I mean, bas- these are essentially the three losers from the last election coming hey, together. Idiots like, right? and losers are very different. Know, uh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, I'm, let me finish. It's just, uh. I'm just saying, it almost looked a bit comical, like, right? Oh, the three losers from the last election mm. coming together. That was my initial impression. But then, but just thinking about it, then, uh, you know, the last election, the whole point of them Running against, uh, the whole outcome of them running against each other was that they split the vote. Lah. Mm. They split the vote and they basically, I mean, essentially, probably a lot of people speculate that Tan Cheng Bok could have won if the vote wasn't split like that, lah, right? Mm-hmm. Between the three of them. Mm. Um, so now, actually, for the three of them to come together like that, it's a, it's a very powerful statement, right? Mm. It's like telling all those people who can remember or were there 12 years ago, if you voted for Tan Jing Bok or Tan Ji Se, now your it's your chance to vote for for change la. Mm. Tan Kin Lian under unified umbrella. Cause we all got, you know, I mean this is the message they're putting out there. We all got screwed over by the system and all that in twenty eleven. And now is our chance to rectify that. Mm. Because uh, Tan Cheng Bok and Tan Ji Se are also not eligible to run this year. Correct, yeah. Because it has been more than 20 years since they last held the position which would get them automatic entry. And I think even the, the amount of money also has been increased from 100 to 500 million, mm, right? The correct, for private sector candidates especially. Yeah, correct. So correct. yeah, they both wouldn't qualify anymore. And in some ways they're saying, uh, in fact, Tan Kin Lian, the next election, he won't qualify also. Yeah, correct, correct. Because also 20 years, that 20 year period also will expire. Mm. So they, I mean, they are literally using George Goh's slogan, there is still one chance for change. Mm. Maybe maybe that's the thing, uh, they saw George Goh's slogan, they're like, hey, that's a good one. 
That's a good slogan. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we got to figure out how to use that for ourselves. No, then Tangkilian's symbol is also five uh, people holding up like something, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then yeah, slowly he's unveiling who are the, the five people. La. I am one, yeah. Tan Ching Bok and Tan Chi Se are the other two. Yeah. Then got two more. No? Yeah. Two more to unveil. The horsemen. Yeah, the yeah, horsemen. Yeah. Four horsemen of the apocalypse. Yeah. No, but then, okay, so one thing that I, I did find a bit weird also, there, there is this talk that's saying, you know, like opposition leaders ganging up, yes, to endorse Tan Kin Lian is not good. And I think um, it hasn't been just him, right? Even Taman was was saying something along those lines. Yeah. Um, but for Taman, he also had public endorsements from yeah. people like uh, Tommy Ko. Tommy Ko, Yeah, yeah. but technically they are not in, they're not like that front and centre associated to political parties. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Um, we're associated with the establishment, the government, but yeah. not necessarily the PAP only. La. Yeah. Uh, and then like uh, Ho Ching endorsed? Unkok Song. Unkok Song. Said, that, said that he's of good character. He's of good yeah. character. So so yeah, it feels like, I, I guess because Tan Kin Lian is really like galvanizing the opposition. La. Yeah. Uh, via the optics of it, even though if you listen to our podcast with him, he hates the word optics. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he even scolded Terrence for bringing up optics like mm. two minutes after he said he doesn't like optics. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah, so it, then it becomes like, um, like even if you look online, I'm seeing more and more people mm. post stuff on Reddit or Facebook vouching for Tan Kin Lian. Mm. Mm. Uh, even some personal friends who have posted, not not to say that they think he'll be a good president, but they also think he's being unfairly vilified. Mm. Uh, and I mean, in some way, like uh, over the past few days, certain sections of our podcast yeah. have been shared online, uh, especially the one where he expressed his views about certain aspects of the LGBT rights question. Yeah. Uh, newspapers have quote, quoted us, yeah. uh, which was cool to see. Um, but that, like, it's like people are zeroing in on these certain things that he has said. Mm. So it really feels like, wow, it is becoming more polarized. Yeah. It yeah. Is becoming, like what you said, if people who listen to our podcast, maybe people on the fence about Tan Kilian also after listening listen to it, they either love him more or they cannot understand how he is even a candidate. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. compared to what you said, then is it wrong for Tan Cheng Bok to, you know, endorse him given that, you know, Tommy Coles and mm. Kishu Mahabani are endorsing Tarman openly, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, as a lot of establishment figures are endorsing Tarman. Uh, George Yeo, who was on the PAP, yeah. is a character reference for Ng Kok Song also, right? So, is it really that wrong for for Tan Ching Bok or, or Tan Ji Se to endorse Tan Kin Lian. Like yeah, that. I don't think it's wrong. You don't think it's wrong? I don't but think you said you're unsettled. You're unsettled. There are many things that are not wrong that unsettle <laughs> me, Terrence. <laughs> Life is full of things that are perfectly fine but unsettle me. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't mean that because it's not wrong, yeah. uh, it, uh, it, it it doesn't unsettle me. Like. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think because then it becomes like a case of, you know, opposition. Opposition is such a loaded word right now mm-hmm. in Singapore. For better or worse, and it now feels like, oh, Tan Kin Lian is like, you know what, I'm not going to come to your fucking AMA. I got my boys with me, lah, you know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, granted, they, they're all probably like, they're not like the Avengers assembling, you know. They're, they're, yeah. they're crossing the arms. <laughs> they're crossing their arms, yeah, like exactly. Yeah. So, so, do you think it's wrong? Um, i still s- struggling to see what's so bad or mm. that, that why it should affect Tan Jik Box, uh, you know, uh, Tan Jik Box standing, lah, right? Amongst people that much. Like. I mean, Tan Cheng Bok did, they, he did, they did ask him about the whole pretty girls comment and all. Mm. And I think he kind of said like, oh, uh, you know, if the, I'm paraphrasing here, but he's saying, all this was out there. If the committee already, if the presidential election committee already found that he's of good character, good standing, and he meets all the requirements and they allow him to run, uh, who are, you know, like, why should we judge his mm-hmm. character further, like, right? Mm. Based on all these things. So, a bit of a half answer to to whether he even approves of the comments. Like the comments were made, like, right? That's mm, a fact. Mm, mm. It's not it's not And defended. The comments and were def- made yeah, and defended. Yeah. And they were not it's not like people were maliciously making up fake news about him or you know, there there was some element of that. Remember I think there was a picture of him hugging his own granddaughter, mm, Tan Lian, mm. hugging his own granddaughter and then people like oh, making comments about him and, and pretty girls and stuff like that, like, which was kinda nasty. Um so yeah, you know, it's I, I, I don't know whether people are so offended by Tan Kin Lian's comments that maybe they're overstating uh, the the optics of what Tan Cheng Bok, Tan Cheng Bok is doing here, like, right? Mm. Endorsing a candidate. And he said it's, it's my own personal capacity. It's not the PSP officially saying anything yeah, like that. Because, yeah. yeah, you don't hear the Workers' Party coming out and endorsing anyone. In fact, Workers' Party has come out and 
I think they repeated that they they think we should abolish the elected presidency entirely, lah. Mm. Um, because I, I guess in, in, in they might think that it's it's not necessary and and it's a distraction, a, distraction, lah, right from real issues, lah. So, mm. um, yeah, I, I I still not fully convinced that eh, what is it that terrible a thing that Tanjik Bok comes out and uh, endorses them, lah. Mm, yeah. mm. I mean, but people are saying it will affect his uh, PSP standing in in the public public's eye in the next election or that. Maybe even that might be for the people who maybe philosophically stand with PSP uh, and Tan Cheng Bok, but now feel like how can you vote for someone like Tan Kilian? Because mm-hmm. a lot of people have that kind of like distaste. Yeah, you know for yeah. everything he has said and all. Yeah, but I mean. Like when I was thinking about how did it reach this this state uh, where it really feels like this is Trump happening in Singapore. Mm. Uh, didn't help that last week during the televised um, presidential speeches, mm. Tan Kin Lian's one was cut short by Trump a few minutes yeah. because yeah. he said some things that were inaccurate about the role of the president. Yeah. yeah. But if you can't see it, to his supporters, they're like, wow, it's, you're just cutting short the speech. And <laughs> you watch it. Visibly, it is a lot shorter, lah, right? Mm. So, so first he has that. Then uh, he decides to not come for the AMA. Then I was thinking, wh- what what could have led to this? And I think you know how there's a big, big focus on how as the president they can't do certain things. Yeah, the president's role is limited. The president is, and that's a lot from the mainstream media, lah, right? Mm. In some way, I think it gives people more freedom to vote for someone like Tan Kin Lian just to go in and shake things up. Because mm. you imagine if, like, let's say the role of the president was you can activate a nuclear bomb. Yeah. I'm pretty sure a lot of people wouldn't, who are thinking about voting for Tan Kin Lian now, just to just to send a message, go against, they probably might be less inclined like, because mm. the role of the president is so powerful. Yeah. So now, in fact, diminishing the role of the president in some way is empowering, I feel, potential voters of Tan Kin Lian. Like. Mm. Mm. Because it's almost like, okay, if, if we believe what is being said about how the president's role is you cannot affect policy, you know, what's the worst that could happen if we put Dan Kilian inside? Yeah. Then and, and and don't forget, sometimes some of the surprising things mm. that we also gleaned from even our own conversation with Tan Kilian mm. is that not everything he says is necessarily aligned to what opposition thinks about mm-hmm. certain things. Yeah. Like he talked about Rideout Road. Yeah. He talked about the uh, scandals. The political scandals of the yeah, the MPs sleeping each other and all that. Mm. And his views were actually uh, different from what opposition MPs in parliament were saying, right? Mm. So it's not all like, I think painting it broadly as a broad stroke, like he's opposition, he's just opposition. I think it's also inaccurate. He's probably, it sounds to me he's more like anti-establishment per se than than necessarily representing opposition interests, right? Mm. So, yeah, that's that's where now, now, there's a lot of game theory going on, right? People are saying, uh, the presidency, the, the powers of the presidency have been like, like what you said, you know, mm. reduced so much that almost it doesn't almost it almost no, doesn't matter. Yeah, what does it matter? Even we put a clown in in there, like, what does it matter? Like, okay yeah. la, people maybe internationally might make a fool of ourselves, but but other than that, like, why does it even matter la, Right. Mm. Whereas on the other side, you also hear Tan Jing Bok saying, "I hold the second key. You want my money?" Tan Kin Lian. Oh, Tan Kin Lian. Yeah, Tan Kin Lian. Yeah, do do confuse oh, me about yeah, tans, man. Yeah, 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 tans. <laughs> Too many tan tan tans. But uh, mm. yeah, you know he he's saying these things as well. That like even for us, we're like, mm, does that president really have that kind of power and mm. influence, lah? Right. Mm. So yeah, at this point, there's a a lot of um, game theory going on, and it's what I thought would be a very clear, outright uh, election result. Is <laughs> is it's kind of like you know, turn has yeah. changed quite a bit from like day one, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I mean, there's a lot of focus on Tan Kin Lian. Uh, but, but before we get that, Terence, what, what is game theory eh, for, for someone who might not be the most familiar of the term? I mean, it's a concept in economics, lah, right? Mm. Where uh, just, I mean, it's sort of like, I don't know how to explain it, lah, but it's like there's a lot of, every decision you make uh, within, uh, when you play a game or something like that, yeah. it has certain pros and certain cons. And also it depends on how how you think other people are going to to mm. make decisions in the process, lah, right? Mm-hmm. So I, I'm saying that there's a lot of game theory now because that I'm hearing things like um, I'm reading about things like people saying, yeah, like what we mentioned earlier, like president doesn't even have real powers anyway. So what what's, what's I'm the just I'm just going to vote as a big fuck you to the establishment and all. Yeah. Then people are saying, oh, but he's representing us in international arena. Do I want him there representing me? you know, out there. And then mm. there are people saying, uh, yeah, you know, um, essentially what Tan Kin Lian is saying is, 
one chance for change, right? Mm. After after this election, who will be the next candidate, non-establishment candidate that that could possibly uh, surpass all the requirements, pass all the requirements, and then also want to run for president, right? Mm. So so that's what they're billing it as one one last chance for change, right? And mm. uh, yeah, so so there's just so many things, you know, in the if if you are still on the fence about voting. That you have to think about, lah, right? Mm. Like why, who, and why you want to vote for certain people. Mm. Yeah, I saw, I saw someone who is an endorser for Angkok Song also come out and say something about the uh, how having opposition parties endorsed is not healthy. Mm. And ironically, he's the founder of Second Chance. Ah, no, and he was the, he wanted to run the last election, right? Right? Yeah, 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 correct, correct. Against Halima, yeah, yeah. So a lot of chances, uh, a lot of chances being muttered. Uh. <laughs> A lot of chances. Yeah. So so then okay. not, yeah, so he doesn't want one chance of change. <laughs> like, he wants a second, second chance. chance. He's not the last, there might be a third chance. <laughs> might be. Yeah, okay. This is not last chance. Yeah. No one chance. <laughs> second, second chance. chance. <laughs> second chance. Exactly. No, then you know like the, the thing about right now the news is focused a lot on Tan Kilian. It's yeah, almost yeah. it's again too similar to Trump that that I find unnerving. But what what do you what do you think of how it's been going, how it's been going for Angkok Song and Taman? Because you said something mm. about the process that makes you unsettled, right? Mm. Why? Uh? Why um, so unsettled, Terence? Um, yeah, I mean, the, the, the truth is that that Tarman and Ng Kok Song are seen much more as part of the establishment, right? Mm. Um, so, I'm, I, yeah, I'm just... And then now I'm just seeing uh, things that, you know, Tarman is, is saying out there as well about... I think he he made he add his his points about the LGBT uh, changes to social norms and all that in LGBT community, mm. uh, LGBTQ community. Sorry, uh, and then Ng Kok Song has also you know uh, said things about uh, about the importance of uh, guarding the reserves and and all this lah, which which are which are what you would hear from the establishment lah, right? Mm. These are things that we have heard from the government and also we are now hearing from the candidates and all that, right? Mm. Um and but at the same time everyone is really emphasizing the independence of mind that they are that they are that they're pitching that right mm. uh to me to be honest right now the only one that I know is really speaking entirely his mind <laughs> is Duncan Lian I can't say hundred percent for the other two also but hundred percent for Duncan Lian he's just saying what's on his mind yeah. there, right yeah um. And that's where maybe a, a little bit of the the my, the unsettling feeling that I'm getting is like, is that lah? Is that you know, uh, the is it that the the PR teams or the people who are managing the campaigns for the establishment figures are not sensing what it is on the ground that that maybe there's a lot of pent up frustration mm. uh, and disquiet amongst people about how things have been right? Mm. Uh, that yeah maybe. Addressing really addressing the idea of the independence and 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 all that is uh should be a priority la, rather than just about the personalities of these people mm. and what what what's their favorite hawker food or tell us how you how you met your wife and stuff like that la, right mm-hmm. yeah so the, that's why I find I mean at the end of the day they're doing a lot of media they're doing a lot of uh, interviews all that um but I think uh, there is the, a lot of them haven't really gone in depth into people's track records. Mm. You know, like uh, not not patting ourselves on the back, but I, I'm glad you also asked the question of Ngok Song, like asking him about what was how, when did he like you know stand up to the GIC mm. board of directors and things like that, lah, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think I've heard that a lot in other places, and mm. and and that's something I also wanna would l- would love to have had the opportunity to ask Starman, mm. you know, to to ask like you know as part of the establishment. Literally two months ago, you were still part of the government, mm. and you talk about independence of mind, lah, right? But how do you? How do you plan to demonstrate that? Or can you show us an example of how when you did that? Right? And I mean, we're, we're still trying to reach out to Taman's team. Mm. Um, still no dice, no uh, dice which yeah. is unfortunate. Mm. Uh, because like like you, I'm also... Okay, so the, the thing that is is unsettling for me is, you know that feeling where over the years when certain things happen in parliament with the incumbent party, mm. the decisions they make, like they say the things that sound nice, yeah, but how it feels is mm. different. And yeah. it's a very, it's difficult to define that because feelings are feelings. Um, but, but it, you, you keep hearing the top-down messages that, oh, we're going to do this, we're going to do that. And it's all well-intentioned. Mm-hmm. It's all good for the greater good, but it feels different experiencing it. Like. Yeah. 
Right now with the uh, Angkok Song and Taman, it kind of feels like that. The safe, they're saying the safe things, like right? Yeah, which, which I mean, for better or worse, like I'm not saying I'm going to vote for Tan Kin Lian. I still think that certain things he said is so ridiculous that I cannot believe he said it. But I agree with what you said that he feels honest. Yeah. And again, it is like what Trump brought to the table. Mm. You know, people who are speaking his mind, people, uh, uh, people who are speaking their mind and willing to say things that are almost politically incorrect, which the moment that becomes a badge of honor, mm. that is worrying. Mm, mm, mm. Because you see all those videos of, of Angkok Song and Taman, I mean, even the, the AMA asked me anything, it was yeah. fucking lame. Yeah. Just the questions he asked, I'm like, how will you celebrate if you win? I don't give a shit how you celebrate. Yeah. Right, and, and then it becomes like, then what is going on there? And like, uh, everything you see, it's just... It's just like rehearse its textbook presidential election, yeah. a pre- presidential candidate. La. Yeah. So that's where it's like, huh, then what are we going down? Then it becomes less about what they actually stand for, but more about the unsettling feeling. La. Yeah, yeah. And, and that, that is worrying. La. Yeah, to, to build on what you're saying, you know, like the question from the SPH side of things about how you're going to celebrate your win. Uh, you know, I, I felt when, when I heard Taman's response, like, oh, I'm, I'm just going to meet up with some volunteers and friends and you know it's all about friendship and love <laughs> and those words came out from his mouth I was like this is one of the most brilliant political minds we have in Singapore and he's here you know talking about friendship and love on a national platform and that's what he's going to do for the next six years like friendship and love you know <laughs> I was like God he can and he should be out there like you know uh, flying the flag of Singapore or head of IMF or World Bank or mm. something like so that. what's wrong with that answer? Nothing wrong lah. I was just like, oh. I mean, I guess this is part of being president, you right? You thought he'll go like, say la vie, or like, say la vie even open. Or no, 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 no. As in, I, I feel like he's someone who's so brilliant, so smart, and still has so much to give, right? Like, mm. almost like, wow, uh, him talking about friendship and love and, and all these things, like, oh, it's like, almost like doesn't doesn't fulfill the full potential of what, you know, Tarman Tarman would have been, you know? Mm. Whether, I mean, everyone talks about like, him being, having, if he if he was PM or if he headed up the IMF or World Bank or anything like that, like, would he, would, would that be a greater contribution to Singapore mm. than, be, than being president, like, right? A, a friend said one thing, like, if you love him, you need to set him free. Set him free. Yeah. And I was like, wow, that's very poetic, but, how we know? Maybe wait, wait, same free meaning meaning what? To go on and do stuff that has more impact on the world. President? Uh? No. Oh, that means don't don't ah, be president. So uh, that he can go on to be chief of this, yeah. chief of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which yeah. I felt like, hmm, that's an interesting way of looking at it. But there's no yeah. guarantee what he would do with that freedom. Or oh, just retire, right? Yeah, yeah just retire. Yeah. So so yeah, like I, I for me the bigger thing about that answer is like, is that really your answer? Mm. Or is that like just the right thing to say? Mm-mm-mm. I mean, it's like, you know, like, if someone says, what, what, what will you do if you win a million dollars? I'll donate all to charity. Mm. And, you know, like, which, I mean, it immediately casts some, like, wait, really? You would do that? Mm. Uh, is it just because, like, it's like a job interview like that? Like? Yeah. So, I don't know, man. Like, like uh, I I mean, it, it just feels like, I think the, the person who's going to be impacted the most is Uncle Song. Yeah. Because he's sounding too much like the same. Mm, yeah. Yeah, and I feel people who maybe are voting to send a message which I don't even know whether I agree on uh, still wrapping my head around that they they would vote for someone who more clearly sends a message mm-hmm. so man yeah I, I don't know man it's just, it's just a weird few days la. yeah yeah and I, I think the, the being feeling a bit unsettled about it is, mm. is I, I don't know whether a lot of people already they know who they're voting for mm. already, la, right mm. I think that's that's also a lot of what, of what I'm hearing out there. Like, right? Do you know? Do I know? Uh, because the last no, time no, no, on the no, podcast, no. We, we said something, we asked each other, right? Do you yeah. at this point know who you're voting for? No, no, no. I'm not, I'm not settled yet. I'm yeah, not I think settled yet. I was maybe a bit more settled. Yeah, yeah. Now I'm not. I'm not settled yet. I'm not settled yeah. yet. But, but the, yeah, the, the unsettled feeling is, I think that's the swing votes, right? Mm. You know, that, that we're, we're talking about to decide if anyone is going to lose their election deposit, right? Mm. So, yeah, it's uh, it's going to be an interesting uh, few days. And uh, I'm, I mean, do, do you think, I mean, do you think there's any possibility that any one of them will change course radically in, in how they conduct themselves this the next week or so? 
Like, I like, don't think so. I think they'll just be doubling down on what they've been doing. Mm, which means that Tan Kinlian might be give, even more off the rails. Yeah, Tan uh, Kinlian has been like, not say changing course, but there hasn't really been a very clear course, <laughs> la, right? Yeah. It's like those videos, you know, of Tour de France where you see people going zigzag down the mountain. Yeah. He's just, fuck it, <laughs> I'm just going to go on the <laughs> grass. <laughs> just go all the way. As long down. as it's downhill, I'm yeah, going. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, exactly. As long as it's downhill. And mm. just, it'll be a bumpy ride, but it'll get there fast. La. Yeah. Because the sense I get, yeah, la, is that the machinery is is really moving really mm. uh, for the Taman and the Ngkok Song trains. Mm. Uh, I don't think there can be any very drastic change of, of strategy or anything now, lah, right? Yeah. Uh, whereas the ones, I feel like every night probably there's like a 9pm meeting. Yeah. Hey, maybe we should try this uh, and then tomorrow next thing Because he's, out there. I don't know whether he's still doing the live stream at 9pm, yeah. yeah. right? Yeah. But, but about speaking about the machinery, I think it was the Straits Times yesterday, the one you brought in the copy, the copy mm. to the office because we, we were mentioned. Yeah. That was which day? That was from Saturday. Yeah. Saturday. Saturday yeah. So Saturday, like the Straits Times coverage of what the three candidates were doing, mm. it just looks a bit like Taman had like like full a page. almost yeah, a full page yeah. and Tan Kin Lian and uh, Ng Kok Song had like half pages. La. Yeah. Which you look at it also, you're like, mm, is that fair? And I think yesterday, I saw on Reddit people posted that, okay, it's a bit more balanced. La. Mm. Each get a third of a page. Yeah. yeah. So then it feels like those sort of things also at this point in time where there's growing anti-establishment sentiment, this media needs to be careful as well. Mm, mm. You know, and, and I think it's stuff like that that could could polarize people even more like, because yeah. it is being discussed on Reddit. Yeah. Uh, I mean, even for us, I'll say again, we would love to invite Mr. Taman on, uh, but his team hasn't accepted our invite, mm. which makes us feel so we've interviewed two already. It'd be nice to have the third candidate. Like. Mm, mm, mm. But, I mean, we never know. Like. We never know. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah, we'll see. Like. We'll see. Like yeah. I said, la, the machinery is really the machinery. It's very moving. Maybe we're not uh, we're not part of those we're plans. We're not part of the machine. Yeah, we're not part of those plans, so yeah. get out of the way, la, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get out of the way. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, <laughs> this is not gonna be the last PE uh podcast we do. Yeah. It's the start of the week. Yep. Uh, who knows what will happen still who about knows? Four, five days yeah. we will do a midweek one and we will do one uh, maybe post elections yes that's right yeah uh, but we will respect cooling off day right nothing, yes nothing cooling off be, day is on Thursday Thursday la, yeah nothing we can't post on Thursday yeah I cannot think post on thing. Thursday yeah, correct, yeah, correct, yeah. correct cannot post on Thursday that's right uh, okay cool uh, but yeah, speaking of uh, cooling off, la, right? Mm. Uh, there are a lot of rising temperatures in the region about something that one of the, uh, not say neighboring, like one of the countries in our in our region mm. is doing or started doing last Thursday, Thursday I last believe. Thursday. That has caused a lot of disquiet, not only amongst their direct neighbors, but uh, you know, in the in our local Japanese restaurants in Singapore, so right? Mm-hmm. And what yeah. is this? Who is this country, and what have they done? The country is Japan, mm. um, and as of 1 p.m. on August 24th, which was last Thursday, yeah. the Tokyo Electric Power Company, known as TEPCO, mm. has started releasing nuclear wastewater containing radioactive elements from the um, Fukushima uh, earthquake mm. back into the Pacific Ocean. Ooh. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, just, it's so, the one, another thing that ties both our first and second topic is mm. we're talking about stuff that happened back in 2011. Mm. Oh, is it the four tons? Yeah, yeah. But was it 2011 Fukushima? Yeah, Fukushima. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, the earthquake and tsunami oh, wow. that crazy. hit in 2011. What a coincidence! Yeah, what a coincidence! Mm. So basically, um, I think I heard of this earlier in the year when there was plans already that uh, it was announced in April that there were plans in August to start re-releasing it back. Like. Yeah. And the reason is because since the earthquake, uh, wastewater has been generated because it's still been used to cool down uh, the, the reactors. The reactors. Yeah. Um, and now they're at 98% capacity mm. of holding the, the, the tank that holds the wastewater. La, so they yeah. need to discharge it. Yeah. But they are discharging it so slowly that it would take 30 years mm. to completely discharge everything. Yeah. Um, but even with that happening, uh, yeah, la, like in Singapore, I think uh, when restaurants were interviewed by Shin Min Daily, uh, they said they have experienced uh, an increase in number of diners showing up to eat sashimi. <laughs> <laughs> and this was this was as of like uh, Friday. La. Yeah. So yeah. I think people, yeah, la, they, there has been mounting talk of like, oh shit, this is this is previously radioactive water being released into the oceans. Yeah. Uh, I know China has kind of uh, protested. Yeah, protested. They, they have reduced their import of um, uh, Japanese food 
And Korea, I, I thought think, they they banned uh, all these like at least temporary. Oh, they all banned. will be halted. Yeah, yeah. Until further notice, correct. On twenty fourth August, there was a press conference. China's foreign ministry spokesperson said that China strongly objected yeah. and condemned Japan's decision to release the wastewater into the sea. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Korea a bit more chill, uh. Yeah. Um. So, when when did you first hear that they're gonna release stuff into the water? Um, couple like one two weeks ago maybe. Did it did it did it hit you like oh. I need to eat all the Japanese food again. No, but coincidentally, this past week and literally even yesterday, I, I've eaten Japanese food like twice, which mm. is not normal. Like, usually, I eat like maybe once a month or something. Mm. But literally, in one week, I ate. You're one of those diners, <laughs> la. Subconsciously, you're like you subconsciously, you're like yeah, yeah, su- yeah, must eat Japanese. Must I don't know why, yeah, man. <laughs> <laughs> Suddenly feel a like primal it. desire. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. No way. Yeah. I mean, I it's it's. Like what we're talking about in the first topic, uh, can, mm. feels unsettling. Uh. Because, mm. you know, we, we know that there's a lot of things that we humans are doing to the environment that is irreversible. You feel it every day in the weather and the crazy weather, you know, things, uh, weather patterns and all that these days. Mm. Um, this feels like, mm, do we really need to do this now? And and like, it is it is irreversible. Not say irreversible, but it will have an impact on, on the environment for sure, uh, right? Because yeah. I think to, to be... To be fair, they have run the water through some filter that removes some of the radioactive particles. A lot of it. A lot of it. But there's still one particular particular particle that cannot be removed uh, by the this tritium, filter. Tritium, is it? Yeah, tritium. Yeah, what is it called? Yeah. But according to tests um, uh, done a lot by TEPCO, mm. that the tritium concentration was 43 to 63 becquerels per liter, which yeah. is significantly lower than Japan's national standard of 60,000 becquerels per liter. Yeah. And the country's self-imposed release standard of a thousand five hundred becquerels per liter. Mm. So the thing is, uh, I mean, it is it has passed all the tests. Yeah. Even the Singapore Food Agency said uh, they are constantly monitoring. They are not going to um, reduce the import, mm. uh, and they are uh, they're still going to import uh, seafood from Japan after the 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 release, la. Yeah. Um, one thing I learned is that as of April 2023, apparently over the past 10 years, Japan accounts for only 1.5% of the food imports. Oh, in Singapore? Singapore. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. Of which Fukushima is a subset. La. And fish, there's mostly, it's mostly fish or what? Uh, they never say. Oh, they never say. Okay, okay. Yeah, well, what other Japanese stuff is there? Snacks. The Tokyo, the cheese, the cheese biscuit, is it? Ramen, everything. Oh, ramen, correct, yeah, correct. Yeah. Yeah, they never say. Rice, la, Japanese they rice. Never say. Yeah. So, I mean... So you feel a little unsettled? Uh, you think it would subconsciously sway your decision to eat Japanese food, say, a few months down the road? Possibly, yeah. It might. Mm. Uh, I, I, I won't admit that. I will admit that it can be logical at times, right? Mm. But uh, maybe because, uh, I mean, the Fukushima thing is still, it's not that long ago, right? It, mm. it's, it's 12 years, like, yeah, but it's still very fresh and uh, you know, a lot of adults can remember that, that whole thing. It was kind of scary. Mm. And uh, recently, Netflix, I think they released a, a limited series about the whole Fukushima mm. thing, a drama, like a bit like in the style of Chernobyl. But it's called The Days. La. Mm. And I watched maybe about half of it before I, I lost interest. But uh, the half of it showed that there was um, a lot of uh, human complacency and uh, human error la, involved. Oh, is it? Uh, involved in 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 some of these things, lah. Uh, so when the uh, when the government officials are telling you that everything has passed tests and all that, uh, definitely emotionally there'll be you know there'll be some part of you that that's feeling like hmm? really mm. not not based on what you know I I, I watched or or read about in the news, lah. Right. Mm. So yeah, that's that's where I think, and, and then you're hearing uh, China making very very strong statements, calling Japan selfish. Mm. for, you know, uh, nuclear waste pollution and the, the human race and everything. Making mm. it a, hu- a matter of the human race, la, right? It's mm. not even about countries or China doesn't like Japan and stuff like that already. Mm. So yeah, definitely, I think we'll be affected. La, and, mm. and, and I will, I am part of that as well. La. I'll be affected by that. By, I, by that la, yeah. I don't think I'll be affected. Yeah, yeah I know, I know. You you always, you, like, you always like to state that you are against, you always go against the norm one. La. That's hey, normal for you. No, no, no. <laughs> no that's, you could argue that the norm is also to not be affected. Is that the norm? Yeah. I don't know. Oh, okay, I don't know. Okay, okay, yeah. but, but the thing is because... No, I think you like to state like you're very brave in... in oh, fuck you lah, okay. We can re- okay. Let's go back to the, <laughs> the discussion about <laughs> face COVID. masks. COVID and face masks. Let's, anyone who's doubting what I'm saying, 
I'll send you the receipts. That. Okay, then we can go to a few months after that when we were debating the 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 stoppage of the usage of face masks, yeah, yeah. where I was for it and you weren't, and a few episodes later you came back and said, you know what, I I I I retract my statement. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah the so science, the so yeah, so we have both we have we, yeah. we have both been on both sides. Yes, yes. But yes. for me, this one the the rationale is that I mean, like uh, so not not to say I trust. That oh everything is like kosher like wow super sweet 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 you know mm. I think like right now uh I mean if if you just okay so it's like you know like for restaurants mm. for anyone who knows people who work in restaurants yeah you 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 sometimes hear the same thing like that if you knew what goes on in restaurants correct you wouldn't eat at restaurants yeah I know that's a blanket statement so maybe if you're working in a restaurant you're like hey what the fuck are you talking about restaurants are super hygiene standards I mean yeah. even if you go to like a regular eatery or something. Mm. Or even if you think about hawker stalls, right? Yeah. At night, right? You just imagine what happens behind the doors. Probably would make you not want to eat. Mm. But we still go ahead and eat, right? Mm. So this falls along there. I'm like, okay. In the, uh, like, considering the myriad of things that we don't know go into our food, there's just one other thing. You know what? Fuck it. This might be immature. This mm. might be totally naive. Mm. It might be believing that trace together will never be used to detect or for mm. for to share data. Mm. But that's where I'm at right now, A very pro-establishment view, la. I knew you were gonna say that. <laughs> I knew you were gonna say that. I knew what was the thing you said. If you believe in like face masks being removed, you you uh, tend to support the establishment. Uh, there was there was a no, you there said, was a survey. Was a yeah, survey. what did they say? What did they say? The survey said that the people who are pro-establishment uh, are the ones who yeah la, they, they were trusted the government obviously trusted the uh, uh, the fact that you didn't need to wear face masks la. Yeah, that was the the, the yeah survey I know results. I know I know. Yeah, that's yeah, why yeah. as I was going on my spiel. Just now, if you're watching on YouTube, you could see the glee in Terence's face, right? Yeah, yeah. Right, but uh, I I still feel like hmm, at this point, yes, yes, I'm I don't think it will change my sentiment about Japanese food. Eh? But what you were saying there about you know that you go to any restaurant mm. is bound to have cockroaches and all these things. We literally had a researcher of cockroaches uh, come in here, uh, and we asked him that right, like if you see a cockroach in a restaurant. You know, is it really that big a deal and all that? Uh, and even he, you know, for someone who researches cockroaches, said, "No, that if there are cockroaches, it points to a larger hygiene issue and, and, yeah. and all that. You'd have to be careful about that, right? Yeah. So you can't just like blanket say, oh, I mean, every restaurant has like cockroach and all that, and every blah, blah, so why should we really care? And his his point was that you should uh, care. Yeah. And you should you should like report things if you see them and all that. Like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, of course. So, if, so, if we see yeah. we should report it. Same way in my house if I see a cockroach, of course I want to fucking catch it. Correct, correct. But every night yeah. I go to sleep yeah. just knowing that okay, there's probably some cockroach or lizard just around the corner and it's, I'm like, okay, yeah. you what you don't see does it, does it matter? I know it's it's yeah. a, I wouldn't say that's the my approach to a, most to a lot yeah. of things but in this case, right, I I don't think this would sway my decision to eat Japanese food. La. But by see, you're saying what you don't see. But mm. now you know for a fact uh. that there is the radioactive material literally being, you know, released into the, into the ocean. But it falls under the, the standards of tests, which I know what you're yeah, going to say, yeah, yeah, is yeah. you trust the establishment. <laughs> you trust the establishment. Then Terrence, how we get through life if we don't, if we don't put a little bit of faith into these tests and like uh, uh, assurances of quality? Uh, we get through life, you know, like, yeah, like maybe don't eat so much sushi you know? <laughs> for a while. Right? Or take air on the side of caution. That's what or saying, right? take advantage of the shorter queue lines. <laughs> for all we know, one year down the road, this might be another case where I look back and I'm like, what the fuck was I thinking? Yeah, because yeah. we are, the, as a society, as a human race, we're now battling with radioactive fishes that are the size of buses. La. I mean, like, Fourth nipple started Yeah, fourth nipple. Like yeah, must, like, be fourth, oh, must, be, <laughs> must be fourth. Must be fourth because I already have a third. Because uh. you've already publicly <laughs> open, openly said it already. <laughs> yeah, so fourth nipple come on there like, ah, yeah, I shouldn't have eaten that sushi that time. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I'm like, ah, oh, shit. Yeah. And this nipple talks and has like four fingers. Uh. And I'm like, ah, oh, fuck. This, this sushi was a bad idea. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so so I don't know. Because I remember way a few years ago, there was also these pictures of like sashimi, all the parasites that live mm. in salmon sashimi. Yeah. That one visually, it was gross. La. So mm. that one, I feel a bit more like, ugh, don't yeah. want to eat that. So this one, it's just one of those things that is too far removed for me to feel something viscerally. Like. Maybe, but that's why watching like shows like Chernobyl mm. and even the days, like, although I didn't find it that great, you know, but you know, they, they, 
the 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 ch- and and this is quite interesting because we we do this on a for a day job like talk mm. stories and all that. Mm. How do you make something that is ev- essentially invisible but deadly, right? How mm. do you show that on screen and make people mm. feel it and fear it, like, right? Yeah. And uh, maybe that's where I mean for me, like watching Chernobyl was like very well, quite an experience, like, right? And and the fear of radioactivity and what it can do to your body, all that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think seared into my mind, like, right? Mm. Uh, but for you, not nothing, like you don't, you, you didn't feel it, lah. Uh, I didn't finish watching Chernobyl. Ah, you didn't no, finish watching only Chernobyl. because when I first started, my wife wanted to watch it, oh. but then we never got down to watching it. <laughs> so I still haven't finished watching it yet. Oh, but I will say that the three episodes I watched, which were amazing, it yeah. does leave you with a very unsettling yeah, and they feeling. Use, you know, they use that Geiger counter yeah. sound. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it always makes you very unsettled. Yeah, it's very unsettling. Maybe that's your next date night. You all buy sashimi and sushi from the Fukushima region. Specific from Japan. Like freshly imported from Japan two days ago. And watch Chernobyl. Yeah, watch Chernobyl. That's a great idea, Terrence. That is a fucking great idea. Yeah, yeah. That would be nice. Yeah. But but I am curious, like even people who are listening, how much is it gonna sway your your opinion, like whether or not to eat sashimi? Yeah. And we can even objectively measure if you really wanted to. Just check the check how long uh Q takes at Sushiro every week, you know? Mm. Every week, Saturday, five PM to six PM. Let's go there and measure how long how long the queue is and all. But how many of these places actually get sashimi from Japan? I think uh, a lot of them do, yeah. A lot, huh? Because a lot of it is airflown, like, you know, the quality of it, and they, they, they really do a lot to maintain the quality. Mm. I, I've watched CNA documentaries about that. Like, I think there was a documentary recently about how fresh is your sashimi, you mm. know, whether there'll be worms and all that in your sashimi. Mm. And they showed some Singaporean importers and distributors of, uh, like, salmon. Mm. And it's really, like, like like what I said, like air flown and, and you know they brought in huge batches to to Singapore and all that. But like like a article on sake sushi's blog, uh, <laughs> back in twenty twenty one, why most of your fresh salmon you ate is not from Japan? <laughs> because it's sake sushi. <laughs> why you choose the lowest end of the sushi? It is the one to... that came up online lah. Yeah, yeah. It I'm is talking the about one... higher quality <laughs> one lah. Wow, wow. Not the stuff that you ate as a as a poor student. Broke Why student. most of your fresh salmon you ate is not from Japan? Yeah, exactly. That's coming from sushi. A, coming from a budget sushi chain. I mean, like, you also have to know where the sauce is. Like, yeah. yeah. Oh, interesting. Uh. Interesting. But, yeah, uh, interesting. Uh. Yeah, I mean, generally eating sashimi, there's always a risk regardless, mm, right? Risk, because it yeah. is raw. Yeah. Right? But you're not so, a big raw food person right sashimi I like sashimi in fact food. I like sashimi more than cooked fish uh, uh. yeah I'm not a fish person okay but I like sashimi so you will next week you will go and order takeout for for this maybe 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 yeah. Yeah, like it wouldn't it wouldn't stop me or it wouldn't impact me that much yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I don't think the price will plunge or anything right? yeah, yeah, yeah. I, don't think I will say that I will maybe think about it for a bit more I'll think about it I'm like, okay did I really on this because sometimes you just you if you don't need to eat it now, is it urgent? Then you yeah. just wait and see, lah. Yeah, yeah, just wait and see. Yeah, but I don't know, man. I don't know. Yeah, I'll see. <laughs> but I bet in the next few years there is going to be some movie or TV show that comes out that points its roots towards this water release as a catalyst for radioactive uh, monsters. Yes, including yes. a show yeah. that we have been is in the back of our treasure trove for a long time about yeah. this this sea monster, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, there, I think people even after Fukushima they already. Uh, there were people who were like yeah, raising yeah. a lot of alarm bells about uh, yeah. produce, oh, right? You don't know, if you want to like you know get pregnant, have kids, things like that. Don't go near that region and mm. stuff like that, lor. Do you go Japan since then? Yeah, yeah I've been to Japan yeah. since then, but but not to that that region, uh, Yeah. Mm. So I know back then the vegetables yeah. from Japan also were being put into question because the radioactive air, lah, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So. So yeah, radioactivity very tricky. Yeah. Very tricky. Yeah. Very I said, yeah, tricky. La, like you can't see it. It's like that cockroach that looks in your room, but you can't see it. I wouldn't say in my room, yeah. la, Don't make it seem like my fucking house has this invisible <laughs> infestation. I'm just saying that there is. You just know, like, Especially if the the trash thing is is in your house, mm. you know that you're just a wall away from like like cockroaches, which I which I hate, la. Yeah, correct, correct. Yeah, yeah. So. So, I mean, we might do a poll yeah. on Reddit or something about yeah. whether people would see their choice affected yeah. or not about this. Yeah. So, so yeah, check we'll us out, out on yeah. Reddit. Is, 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 
am I overreacting or is Harish just being like less know, affair pro pro establishment pro <laughs> <laughs> those two options huh? is Terence overreacting or is Harish pro establishment yeah. yes. exactly yeah exactly exactly oh, that man. yeah cool yes. man yes cool yes so now to talk about our one shock comment and one shock thing yes what is your one shock comment uh my one shock comment is uh by longtime redditor uh majestic economist six who mm. posted three days ago mm. just a random post not tied to any particular podcast yeah but it did build on something that we mentioned during the podcast about the dbs outage you know mm. not dbs outage was it dbs outage uh the yeah. anti-scam yeah ocbc yeah, yeah. ocbc, OCBC. Yeah, yeah, yeah correct yeah. So I think we mentioned on the podcast that uh, the head of fraud in OCBC, his name is Beaver Chua. Mm. And then we were talking about how like, would you prefer have a colleague called Beaver Chua look over your banking stuff or <laughs> someone like Liki Chu or Otter Chan? And yeah. this redditor took the liberty to use AI yeah. to come up with visual images of what uh, Beaver Chua, Liki Chu and Otter Chan look like. Mm. Yeah, Fucking it love cute. it. It's very cute, right? I love it. Yeah. Yeah. So, so well done, Majestic Economist 6. Yeah. I love it when memes like this come out from a podcast. Mm. Yeah, that was my one show comment. Cool. What about you? Um I my one show comments on a YouTube uh from the YouTube video that we interviewed on Kok Song. Mm. Uh SAJC History 1246 says, Excellent! Both of you are doing your part, like how the daily show does in decision twenty twenty whatever like, the mm. twenty the year XX. for yeah. the USA. But I do hope you inform your faithful Yalabad listeners if or why not. Reasons, official or otherwise, whether Taman is going to be on your show. Mm. So, yeah. Uh, Why is that your show comment? Uh, no, I mean, it, it's pointing out that, yeah, like, uh, I, I like the idea that we're doing a part. Uh, mm. right? I think we mentioned this the last time. It's like, felt like, I, I felt like it was like a civic duty kind of almost mm. doing it. Mm. And uh, I think, I'm, I'm glad, you know, people are appreciating that. And uh, like you said, you know, the media also is picking up on things that the uh, interviewees said here. Mm. Uh, but yeah, I think this person's also very curious about the reasons why Taman is is or is going to be or is not going to be mm. on our show, like, right? We have tried. Yeah, we yeah. have tried through tried. multiple avenues. He's busy man, but no right? dice. He's a busy man. Yeah, yeah, no dice. Yeah, no dice. But cool. yes, anyway, yeah. cool. Thank you for yeah. Actually, now the crazy things a lot of uh, I used to think that YouTube was all just short comments or just you know like angry commenters, or but now there's a lot of like. People who are writing much longer comments about, uh, especially those two presidential candidates mm. that we interviewed. Yeah. yeah, quite thoughtful. Like, quite thoughtful, thoughtful, quite thoughtful. Yeah, surprisingly. But yeah. I will also point you all, like, do check out Reddit. Reddit's a place where a lot of people are having interesting discussions mm. as well. Like, yeah. Right, yeah. Yeah. Cool. All right. Cool, cool, and cool. What about your one short thing, man? Uh, I'm going to pull mine up. Okay. Uh, and yours is? Yeah. Mine is uh, that uh, this past Saturday, August mm. 26th, uh, the biggest search ever for mm. the Loch Ness monster in five decades yeah. has begun mm-hmm. in the Scottish Highlands. Yeah, uh, it's a mix of researchers and enthusiasts from around the world. Yeah, to try and track down the Loch Ness monster. Mm-hmm. So, um, it deployed drones with thermal scanners, boats with infrared cameras, and underwater, and an underwater hydrophone, uh, that can just detect a, a, a whole bunch of um, uh, uh, stuff to. Mm. Uh, to detect unusual Nessie-like underwater calls. Mm. So, I haven't heard lo- the Loch Ness Monster be repeated much over the past decade or something. But growing yeah. up, it was a big thing, la, you know? Yeah. That that iconic photo of like the neck with the two other parts of the body sticking out of the water. Um, uh, and I just thought it's it's interesting. La. Like, I've totally forgot this urban legend existed. Um, so, so yeah, there have been a lot of talks about what exactly it could be. Mm. Uh I mean, the more I read it, the more it feels like, oh, it's just like a, I don't know how much, yeah. how scientific it's going to be. Sure. But it, it just started like this so past Saturday. it's just a community of uh, enthusiasts. And researchers. And researchers. And researchers. Yeah, for yeah, real. yeah, correct, correct. Yeah. Anyone from Singapore going? You know, does it say? Not that I know. Okay. They, they quote someone from France. Okay, okay. Um, I mean, it's uh, there's also the, the Loch Ness Center that is oh. uh, uh, organizing it. Mm. And... And yeah, so so it's the 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 the, the lake itself is thirty six kilometers uh, across mm. with a maximum depth of two hundred and forty meters. Mm. 
So I mean, it doesn't feel like a like an Im- too huge a thing to cover. Yeah. So I don't know how long it, it will last, but it started on Saturday, lah. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, man. Uh, I mean, quite quite in line with a, a little a little side project. Only it's a project that we're working on now. We're mm. gonna see the light of day soon, right? Mm-hmm. About supernatural things mm-hmm. and, and urban myths and stuff like that. Mm. So yeah, watch this space for for more, lah. Yeah, yeah. And and what is your one show thing? Uh, my one show thing is actually this was recommended to me by uh, a guest on our podcast previously, mm. JD. Well, mm. it's a podcast called Spellcaster: The Fall of Sam Bankman Fried. Mm. So it's actually a six-part, um, a six-part uh, podcast about Sam Bankman Fried of FTX mm. and how FTX came to be and 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 basically the whole fallout from FTX, uh, you know, going belly up and, and all that lah. Mm. So it's uh it's actually quite a it's quite a you know riveting listen about the crypto bros and and all that mm. and how that whole culture and the and it's called Spellcaster for a very interesting reason also lah. And you you finished it. I'm yeah about five or six episodes in, but it's it's really like a yeah you can sit through the whole thing like quite wow. easily. So yeah. it's a mix of what like interviews or yeah, narration, interviews and and yeah the talking to the journalists who uh, covered the story and things like that. Lah. And produced by, uh, Wondery. Oh, Wondery, yeah, yeah, quite yeah. an established podcast. Very platform. established, yeah. A lot of ads, but okay lah. I mean, it is what it is. It's yeah. So do check it out. Shout out to JD for recommending this. Oh, yeah. nice, cool man, cool, sweet. Okay, All this right. is one of three we're doing for, three for the election week now, right? Run up to the end of PE 2023. Yes. Cool. cool. All right. Uh, thanks, everybody, for listening. And we'll talk to you all soon.